Our next guest is coming on to talk about the ODI World Cup, which has started in India, but he knows a bit about his footy too, and I reckon he might have an opinion what you just said. Stu Clark's on the line. Stu, good morning. Morning, boys. What do you think of what Dino just said, re the Panthers <laughs> and their position in the history of rugby league? Oh, Stu, you've uh, seen a lot of footy. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, no one will ever beat that St. George. It's like, they're, they're like Bradman in cricket, aren't they? No one will go past him. Oh, mate, look, I never played, so it's hard for me to comment. But as a spectator and a fan and someone that's you know, loved the game and grown up watching the game and, and knows a little bit about the history of the game, I, I, I tend to agree with you that when you win 11 in a row... Mm. Um, usually holds you in pretty high esteem. And you're right, it's almost impossible for anyone to break that record. But, you know, this is the age-old argument in all sport, that can you actually compare eras? Because the games are so different now. Yeah. The games played, you know, it's still rugby league or it's still cricket or whatever it may be, but, you know, there's salary caps, there's everything that goes with it. Uh, look, both teams are great teams no matter the year. And, you know, when you start pitting, you know, one era against another, you usually end up at this point here where someone goes, well... How do we really know? You know we mm. can't. That's the whole point, and that's the beauty of it, and that's why it causes great discussion. Uh, Stewie, tonight, 7.30, Australia-India, been absolute blockbuster. Uh, who wins, why, and what will the conditions be like? Well, look, I, my heart says Australia, and they've, look, they've been they were a little bit better in recent games, but, look, India at home, there'll be 120,000 people in the new stadium mm. there. Um, they'll all be cheering for India, as you know. They're fanatical about their support of India. India just have a team that's very, very used to the conditions. And the conditions play such a big part in um, in cricket these days that teams generally don't do as well away from home as they maybe did back when you know, some of the other teams were playing. And oh, India, they've, just, they've got cover all over the park. But um, Australia, for them to win, and I'll tell you this openly, that they have to play their best game and all their best, all their players have to have their best game. I think to beat India in India, so that could well happen. But it's such a big ask because India have just got cover, as I said. And you know, you need Stoinis to go off. You need Maxwell to go off. You need David Warner to go off at the top of the innings. You need Mitchell Stark and Hazelwood or Cummins, whoever, to take some wickets with the new ball and put them under pressure. So you need things like that to happen for it to be, uh, you know, an Australian victory. I think we've only got one front line spinner. That's Adam Zamper. Is that a risk, Stu? Uh, it is. Aston Ego has a massive loss because he, he could bowl left arm orthodox, not go from any, but also could slug and um, hit the ball hard at that, you know, eight, nine type position. And in the old days, I was listening to the commentators the other night that, you know, once you got to eight, nine, and ten, it was, oh, well, they bowl and, you know, they bat a bit. But the way the one day game has changed is you need to be able to a genuine clean striker of the ball coming in at eight and nine now. So mm. it's a massive loss. Maxwell bowls handy part time spinners. You won't see much of Smith and Labuschagne and uh, Warner, I wouldn't have thought. Maybe Labuschagne, if anything. But having only one frontline spinner in Maxwell could potentially be a risk, especially when you're playing the better nations. Yeah. Stewie, historically, when you look at previous cricket World Cups, Australia seem to have that ability to really build into the tournament. They might not start brilliantly, but by the time we hit the quarterfinals... 99 was a classic. Yeah, we seem to have got a real uh, swagger about us and a bit of momentum. Do you see the same thing unfolding potentially? There is a potential for that because they certainly haven't been at their best. We mentioned that when everyone's sort of talking, much talked about in the papers that they've been well below their best, actually. Mm. But um, you're right, historically, 99, a great example. Uh, 2003 and 2007, probably slightly different. Um, If you go back to 87, I think you'll find the same sort of thing happened with Borders team and they sort of built into it. So um, very much so, that's what they need to happen. And like all sports, mate, once you get a bit of momentum 
no matter which way with the bat or with the ball, that tends to increase. And you know, you, you listen to coaches now talk about sport, and they they're always talking about you know making sure when we get the momentum, mm. don't lose it. And that's a really big part of this whole thing. That you know, I'll use the '99 World Cup. They won that you know that down losable game for South Africa and there was no way on earth they were ever going to lose the final because they had so much momentum yeah. and so much confidence and that perpetuates through teams you know, no matter whether it's the first game or last game you don't want to play your best game in the first game though you want to leave yourself somewhere to go yeah exactly right it seems that this is going to be a tournament where the batter's going to dominate. And I say that after the opening game. England got 282 for nine. New Zealand won for 283. We had a game overnight. South Africa scored 428 for five. Three of their players scored hundreds to Cock, Van de Dusen and Markram's. Markram's 100 come off 49 balls, which is a record for a World Cup. The batsmen are going to dominate this World Cup, I dare say, Stu. They certainly are early on. Mm. So early on, the bat will dominate the ball. So wickets get a bit tired as the as the as the matches go by, which can happen. They start to slow up and spin a bit. That may change it a little bit, but early on, you're going to see massive totals. The, the New Zealand innings was unbelievable. Yeah. And everyone thought 283 was enough for you know it's certainly competitive for England. You talk momentum, don't you? Momentum. Oh, they they just got it going. Those two. They got him in like 36 overs. They're looking at getting a bonus point if there was a bonus point available at one stage. So, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with England getting beaten every now and then. Absolutely. But, anyway, um, but you say that with such glee, Stuart. Hey? You say that with such glee. <laughs> meet, meet an Aussie that doesn't like seeing oh. English like get beaten. Meet a Pom that doesn't like seeing an Aussie get beaten. Correct. Yeah. Hey, Stuart, just on the Poms there, I mean, it's a long way to go, but that um, uh, run rate... And percentages must be really damaging, and it could come back to haunt England later on. Well, I think the way, and, and look, they, they change the way the World Cup's played every every four years, so it's never a stock standard method. But you know, when, when you get beaten in such a manner, it doesn't help. Mm. You know, losing, you know, basically, if you look at it now, and assuming that you know the better teams win most of all of their games, they're, they're going to have to win some games by a lot, or they, they can't drop another game because you just imagine that if that happens, that. Yeah, you know, the likes of India, Australia, probably Pakistan, even New Zealand now are not going to lose too many more games, given some of the the lesser nations if they're playing at their best. Mm. Who wins the World Cup, Stu? And I know we're all hoping Australia can <laughs> win another World Cup, but India in India seem to me be the team to beat. Yeah, look, we all want Australia to win. Mm. That sort of you know, goes without saying. But India and India are really hard to beat. I think Pakistan will be a really, really good team, and you know, subcontinental conditions. Um, but I think, you know, if you if you wanted to have a, you know, put some money on something that was a little bit, had a little bit more certainty to it, um, you, you wouldn't go past India, I don't think, if you were doing form. Mm. What about a team like South Africa, which seemed to get better and better when, when Australia was there um, a couple of weeks ago, and they've started off a tournament with that huge win against Sri Lanka? Yeah, look, South Africa, they've got a good team. We, we, didn't, see, we didn't see a great series out here last summer. They didn't, uh, they didn't perform to their potential, but they can play. Um, they've always been the perennial sort of runners-up or yeah, get to the yeah. quarter-final, semi-final stages of World Cups and, and never gone on with it. So, look, I'm sure there's a lot of South African fans out there that want to see differently, and they've got a team that can actually do it. But, you know, you just wonder in the big moments, they've never been able to deliver and you know, playing in the biggest moment of them all, India in front of, you know, 100,000 people, can you deliver when, it's, when it counts? Good point. Yeah. Stuart, if I was to put you on the spot, you've been around a long time, you've seen the best, you've played with against the best, who are the greatest three fast bowlers from any nation that you have seen? Oh, 
I, I grew up watching this guy. I, I actually had lunch with him about four weeks ago. He came to Sydney. And How is he? Would you, oh, he's, he's really good. He's oh, actually, good. Yeah, he lives in Perth, doesn't see much. Would you like to have lunch with Dennis Lilly? And I couldn't get to the restaurant fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, Malcolm Marshall, you talk to... Superstar. I, I like talking to other guys about, um, you know, the blokes that played against guys. And, you know, Malcolm Marshall, um, as good, if not the best... They've ever seen. You know, he wasn't he as took big 420 or 20, Stewie. Average, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and you know, then, you, then you're in the likes of McGrath and Ambrose and people like that. Akram. Akram. Uh, mm. Well, I was going to say, for me, though, and I say this, you know, Glenn's obviously made one, um, was with Akram, left arm. And, and who cannot remember? If you're a cricket fan of, of my ilk or your guys' ilk, but what about that Spurley Bowl at the World Cup final oh. in 19? 19- yeah. 89 or whatever it was in Melbourne or 93. Yeah, 92, that, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that just, it, it sits with me today. Because I was mm. a kid watching it thinking, how good is this guy? And, you know, his record suggests he was that good as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the flip side, what about batsmen? And, and indeed, probably the some of the great players that you had to bowl to, Stu. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, I, I feel like they're all great players bowling. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, look, Ponting, look, I was lucky enough to play with him. He sits in that. Um, Sachin, very much so. Um, you know, I, I look, Viv, obviously, we all loved and growing up watching him. But I, I got a chance to only play Brian Lara once, and he destroyed me. And I thought to myself, this guy is unbelievable. And he's uh, obviously a very good record, too. But he just would try and take the game to you. And you he didn't want to let you rest or bowl in the right spot. He just mm-hmm. wanted to walk out and you know, basically make you look stupid, and on one occasion he certainly did it to yeah, me. Yeah, he was just, he was a freakish player. Mm. Now, Stewie, you know I like to rev you up if I can. <laughs> Here we go, Stu. <laughs> and he's, you, he's coming off a long run, I'm tipping. you also know, Stuart, that I never give up my sources. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they, is that like a fair comment? Where's he yeah. going, Where's he going okay. with this, Stuart? So, Where's he going with a this? very reliable source, and I'm not going to reveal who it is, claims that he saw you last night with some amazing dance floor moves at a wedding at the Australian oh, Golf Club. And they reckon that you were on fire. Can you oh, confirm or deny? Best on grounds, too. I was at a wedding last night and I had a jacket on and you can draw your own conclusion from there. <laughs> Be- best on grounds, too. I would have thought so. Uh, <laughs> I would have thought so, right? <laughs> Love it, mate. Hey, Stu, really appreciate Thanks, it coming Stuart. on. And um, let's hope the Aussies get the World Cup off to a good start. Tonight. It's going to be tough against India and... Um, Hope to have you back on again a few times over the summer of crickets, Stu. No drama at all. I'm going to look through my phone now and try and work out who's talking to this. I've already got my information who it is. Uh, the bloke who okay. told me thinks that you'll guess him straight away, but I'm not going to reveal who it is. <laughs> good on you, boys. Thanks, Thanks mate. Have a good day.